L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. War fomenting across multiple areas of the world. North Korea launching some more missiles, finally admitting they have COVID and Of course, Matt, as you and I were discussing right before we rolled, bees are for legal purposes now fish in in some places. Bees are fish now. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. Finally. We it's got been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's us getting them, you and I, but uh <laughs> Well, they they called it fly fishing for so long, and you're like, you know why? Uh, why did they call it fly fishing? I'm just imagining people now out in the middle of a field in a meadow, just <laughs> just trying to catch all them fish. And it's it's funny because just 
really quickly on that one, we're we're specifically referencing a recent uh, ruling in California that it, it it's a little bit um, I don't know it's a little bit headliney and clickbaity for us just to say bees or fish, but technically it means that bees are invertebrates that the court allows to fall under the statute definition of fish for environmental and conservationist purposes. So still bees or fish. That's all you need. That's the only takeaway. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Right. So uh, we opened with some hard hitting, but real news. Uh, wars, starvation, food supply crisis, and and bees. But uh, Matt, don't forget today, the water. Don't forget the water. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, Matt. Today, you and I are going to one of our favorite weekly segments, Strange News, and we're going to talk about. You know, we don't always get to do this, but I think we're both very excited because we get to explore some very good news, some news that may well be historic. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some heavy stuff, and then we're also going to talk about some potentially amazing, very much life-saving stuff, and we'll do it with the maturity you have come to expect from stuff they don't want you to know, which means... I will endeavor unsuccessfully to keep my butt jokes at a minimum. Oh, your butt jokes were already strong in this episode before we started rolling. So I uh, can't <laughs> wait for that. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, uh, maybe our, our first story, Matt, that um, we should start out with concerns mass shootings in the United States, but not in the way that you think. You know, this is... Um, This is one of those situations that the English language, with all its weird pirated words, still does not have a proper term for. Tragedy doesn't cover it, right? Atrocity doesn't quite fit either. Um, You know, it's scary that it's scary and it's heartbreaking, honestly, that mass shootings in the US have become normalized for the population. People are dying. Everyone knows there is a huge systemic problem. No one can agree. No one has proposed a solution that all parties agree to. And I would argue, you know, part of that clearly is due to um, moneyed interest, right? Putting their hand in the conversation. Tale as old as time, same as it ever was. But our starting story today is about a near miss Uh, like a matrix dodge. And I don't know if it's a good near miss, if it's a bad near miss. I guess it depends on your perspective. But Matt, you know what we're talking about. Oh, I do know what we're talking about. We're talking about a group of people, a small group of people who thought they had come up with an answer to that problem. Like, how do we prevent mass shootings, at least in specific uh, places where we really don't want mass shootings to happen, i.e., you know, schools and perhaps in the future churches, other places like that of mass gathering, uh, they thought they found an answer. They really, really did. Yes, they really did. Uh, our story starts with a group called Axon Air, A X O N. Axon Air manufactures drones. If you go to their website, axon.com, then 
you will see that their primary mission, what they consider their remit, is to be an end-to-end drone solution, which has all the bells and whistles of surveillance and um, with the aim being public safety. So this means they have wireless live streaming video capability. Uh, They can interface in a network. They allow for what you would call real-time situational awareness, which is a, a huge thing that all the modern militaries of the world are looking for, as well as law enforcement, yeah, even you know, even uh, race race car drivers, or race car teams are looking for stuff like this, uh, because if you can know what's happening while it's happening on the ground, you can avoid the fog of war, and you can also, if you go with Axon enroll in training programs, they really want to be stem to stern, soup to nuts, and a few days ago, not too long ago, Axon said they were going to work to build drones that could fly in school. And they specifically said this would help prevent the next Duvalde, the next Sandy Hook, the next Columbine. How would it help prevent? If we have these uh, robotic insects flying around. Well, it would help prevent mass shootings, Axon argued, because the drones would be armed with tasers which are technically less than lethal weapons. It's an important distinction. Uh, You know, it always bugs me. I don't know about you, Matt, but it always bugs me when I hear people describe things like tasers as non-lethal. Tell that to someone, you know, with a faulty ticker. Yeah. I think less less than lethal is the only way you can phrase it. Well, let's talk talk about taser in particular because that's – that's one of those band-aid situations, right? Uh, it's a it's a proper noun for a thing, a taser gun made by taser. That's the ones that have the two the two prickly bits that shoot out <laughs> and shock you. Um, they both have to hit. Remember, that's important. Um, but they also make you know stun guns that just have the two nodes that uh, shoot an electrical arc across. But Taser is the proper noun, the company that is now known as Axon. I didn't know that before we did this story. (laughs) Yes, that's correct. Just like, um, just like Blackwater, XE, Academy, (laughs) however you, don't, don't get married to that name. I'm sure they'll change it. You know, the Mm -hmm. next like, time the news cycle finds him again. But yes, Taser changed its name. If you want to learn the full history of Taser as a company, uh, do check out our pal uh, Robert Evans. Um, I can't remember. I think he did. I think it was Behind the Bastards. I should know because it was on the, that episode or that series. But anyway, it has a long controversial history. And what do you do when you have a long controversial history? You rebrand, baby. It's America. That's not me anymore. <laughs> you know, if Taser was really smart, what they would do is spend all of that money that I'm sure they spend on lobbying, as all of these companies do, and uh, try and convince you know the lawmakers within the United States that Americans should own Tasers and stun guns instead of guns. Right. And then you could get tasers in the hands of everybody and there'd be eight million tasers in the world instead of guns. That would be smart, taser. You should do that. (laughs) 
Yeah, so Taser as, or well, Axon Enterprise, we should say, which is, You're right. I'm being kind of unfair. They were founded in 93. They were just always best known for tasers. And that's what they had called themselves. It's got an interesting etymology. It's based on a novel made in 1911 called Tom Swift and His Electric Rifle. And so the guy who came up with this idea a uh, NASA researcher, by the way, decided to just play with the language a little and call it taser. Uh, these things were originally classified as firearms, by the way, which you don't hear too much about now, but it's because they used to use gunpowder as their propellant. Anyhow, fast forward, modern day mass shootings. This company, which is publicly traded, their CEO, Rick Smith, said shortly after the latest school shooting in Texas, he said he felt compelled to make this idea of taser-equipped drones in grade schools public because he was catastrophically disappointed in the response by police who did not move in to kill the suspect for more than an hour. And that is a true story, by the way, folks, if you are not in the U.S. or you haven't been following that news. Police presence was there at the school and simply refused to enter. I just don't have anything to say to that. Yeah. there's. I mean, it's a fact. It's not our opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And he said in his statement, which you can can read, uh, it's an interview with the Associated Press. He said that at this point, he's going public with this as a reaction to the tragedy, to the atrocity. And he was very clear that no actual product had been launched. And he said any potential launch would be kind of, quote, down the road, right? So no definitive deployment date. But he said he felt he needed to share the idea now because it was kind of in the zeitgeist. There was there was and is strident public conversation and debate about how to increase safety for schools. You'll hear people argue any number of things and prioritize them any number of ways. Um, One I think that is particularly short-sighted is the idea of effectively turning a school into a box canyon, making it one, one entry exit point, and just, I guess, worrying about that later during a fire or something. Anyhow, so... And this is not dunking on people who thought that was a big answer. It's just they're reacting. And they're if they're politicians, they're reacting to what they see as an opportunity for poll numbers. If they're people, they're reacting to try to find a way uh, to try to find a way to prevent more mass deaths. And that's an apolitical statement at that point. Anyhow, so there we go. This ha- this. Mass shooting occurs, and this one in particular uh, inspires or compels, his words, the CEO to say, we are working on what we feel is a solution, a solution in that it would be a less than lethal approach, right, to, to a perpetrator, and it would also avoid involving human uh, law enforcement on the scene, right? So maybe it would circumvent that problem. It's heavily implied. 
So isn't the concept also that the drones themselves would not be operated by the local police force? It would be a separate third party that actually controls and operates the drones. Maybe, maybe I read that wrong. I was reading the vice article you shared, Ben. It seemed like that's one of the major issues. The, the board took issue with the ethics board. Yeah. The, uh, this is an article from Janice Rose over Vice Motherboard, and I don't want to give the headline just yet because we'll we'll save it just for a second. But also while we're shouting out a journalist, which we always love to do, want to shout out Michael Balsamo over AP News, as well as Matt O'Brien, also over AP. Okay, Here's here's the headline. Here's what happened. So they went public with this statement, and they're a big company. You know, they're successful. Uh, they announced just a few days later, just like 48 hours ago as we record this, that one, they had an ethics board, which I wasn't aware of, that axon, and two, that the vast majority of their ethics board resigned once this announcement came through. And that led them to say, uh, again, just 48 hours ago, that they are not, in fact, going to go forward with making drone-armed tasers. Uh, This ethics board is particularly concerned with artificial intelligence. And Smith said, look, we wanted this statement was meant to, quote, initiate a conversation on this as a potential solution. And then he said, I want to see what you think of this, Matt. And then he said, the ensuing discussion, quote, provided us with a deeper appreciation of the complex and important considerations, end quote, around this issue. So I, I, I don't know. What, what do you think about this? Do you think that means they're going to come back with a different idea or do you think they're going to just throw it out? Uh, That's a, t- uh, a tough one for me. It feels like they're going to throw it out at least for a while. Uh, my understanding from the statement given by that advisory board, or at least by someone speaking on behalf of the members who resigned on that advisory board, is that they did discuss attempting this, but doing it in a tiny little pilot program, right? Let's pick one school or one place, one community that decides this is an okay idea. Then we'll try it there and see what happens. Uh, but then I guess the advisory board, the ethics committee, they decided, well, we should probably not do that. But the actual company and that person, uh, Mr. Smith, I guess, who runs the company, made that announcement that, yes, this is going to happen. We are doing this. It seems as though, in my mind, the company really wants to make it happen and they'll do what they need to make it happen or something like that, because it does feel like a way to get your company uh, and its products in a lot of places, right? I think the company will at least attempt to do it in some other way at some other Mm -hmm. time, maybe, Um, Mm -hmm. because it does seem smart. It seems like a smart business attempt, at least. You can see the profits that would be there. Yeah, I agree with you. Because if you think about it in just in in purely Mm profit-motivated terms, and we're not saying that anybody at Axon is a bad person, to be clear. Uh, If you think about it in purely profit-defined terms, then every business in the U.S. conceivably wants to get a contract with the government, right? With the government of the land. Their coffers are nearly endless. 
They will guarantee work for multiple years. And uh, you are at one of the juiciest troughs in all of capitalism. If you can, if you can get your snout, you know, just up in that junk, then uh, you are going to be fat and happy. Uh, again, this is not, this may be a crass picture, right? Uh, but I, I want to go back to this board. So this board earlier had voted not to proceed with a pilot of the taser drone, or they voted against recommending that it go forward. Mm. They can't cut it off themselves, which is why they had to resign. They voted eight to four against it, and then nine people resigned after the statement, and they issued an extraordinarily rare public explanation of why they left rather than be associated with this kind of technology. Uh, They said that this was, quote, trading on the tragedy of the Uvalde and Buffalo shootings. And then they also said they had lost faith in Axon's ability to be a responsible partner. And they were very concerned about this stuff being deployed in minority communities, minority schools that they felt were already over-policed. And one of the uh, lines that really stood out to me from this statement was the following, quote, we wish it had not come to this. Each of us joined this board in the belief that we could influence the direction of the company in ways that would help mitigate the harms that policing technology can sow and better capture any benefits. And later, one of the board members, a guy named Barry Friedman, who is a law professor at NYU, he said it had been a painful struggle for most of most of his time on the board to try to talk Axon back from the brink of doing potentially disastrous things in a in a search for, I guess, a good a well-intentioned search for safety and, of course, inseparably profits. I, I just, I don't know, man. Did your, did your school have a metal detector? No, I've, I've, no. There may have been a metal detector at the entrances of a few buildings down in Georgia State in downtown Atlanta, but not, not where I went to like, you know, K through 12. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels, man, the more I'm thinking about this, I can totally see why the advisory board would have such a problem. They're thinking long-term. Yes. No matter how good of an idea you think this is to protect schools, even if you don't believe that it will, you know, be used in instances of racial injustice and other forms of injustice and issues within the school, even if you don't think about that, think about when there's a huge number of these things in circulation at schools in cities across, you know, at least the United States or potentially the world. And there's some kind of peaceful protest, some kind of gathering of people to speak out against something in, let's say, a public square that happens to be fairly close to a school. Could those things be deployed as like crowd control? Could they be deployed as non-lethal deterrence for things like that? And if, if, you know, Axon sees a lot of growth because of that, would they not then just sell a bunch of these that are, I mean, this is me just completely making things up, but a bunch of these mm-hmm. that are somehow attached to a vehicle that could be, you know, just dr- driven up to an area where a protest is occurring and they just fly out like some 
horrifying Black Mirror scenario. I mean, mm, you can totally see that it's the it's the slope that doth slip. Yes. What? Ooh, I love the <laughs> art of that. Uh, we've been going a little bit long on this one. So before we pause, just a, a couple of quick points. Primary sources are key in any any search. You know, um, for many people who are listening to the show today, you may have lost someone to a firearm death. Unfortunately, the statistics speak for themselves here. And everyone, we can reasonably assume, is looking for some sort of solution. People differ in their opinions on what those solutions may be. If you want to learn more about why Rick Smith of Axon Enterprise proposed this plan before quickly, you know, walking it back, then I recommend you check out his AMA interview or his AMA uh, thread on Reddit. AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. And numerous people uh, will go on this forum and they'll say just that, ask me anything. And they'll give you a little note about what they really want to talk about. The absolute worst one being Woody Harrelson's debacle when he went to promote a movie called uh, Rampart. Rampart. Uh, But you can hear from him directly, and he seems like he's arguing in good faith. You don't have to agree with him, but if you want to learn more about you know his logic, then check that out. More importantly, for our purposes, we want to hear from you. We haven't talked about this very often on the show, but it's inescapable. There are many mass shootings here in the United States, so much so that, as we said at the top, they have become normalized. Everyone agrees there's a problem. What do you think a solution would look like? one stdwytk You can also find us at conspiracy.iheartradio.com. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsors and we'll return. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop. Podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424 Two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Ben, I think it was Noel who recommended the show, or maybe it was you, I can't remember. The HBO show We Own This City, which is David Simon's next like project, at least, that he's been working on, looking at Baltimore and the years surrounding the Freddie Gray incident and murder. Um, really interesting. And because of that last segment, I just have images, again, of police being able to release these things for everything from street policing to no knock warrants, like serving a no knock warrant with a little, uh, several drones that surround a building. It's terrifying to me. Ugh. Okay. Let's move on to something else. Uh, cancer. We've all got it. Well, not yet. Maybe we just don't know about you're, it yet. You're thinking of microplastics. <laughs> oh, you're That's right. Microplastics. That's okay. a great unifier. <laughs> got it. Got it. Well, uh, I'm being a little joking about this because I have many people in my family who have suffered from cancer. A few have made it through. uh, Several have not. And I know that most of us listening are in the same situation. You've probably been affected by cancer in your uh, personal life in some way. Well, we have some astoundingly, seemingly good news on the cancer front, which doesn't happen very often. And it comes to us via a single study, a very small clinical trial, but there's, there's silver in this lining, and let's, let's talk about it. In this rectal lining? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We are going to be talking about rectums. Just prepare yourselves. It's fine. Everybody listening, we don't need to warn you. A rectum is a butt. That's okay. Look, <laughs> I, know, I know you're riding in the car with your mom. Uh, <laughs> she thinks butts are funny too. It's totally fine. She, she may not tell you it, but butts are, butts are funny. Uh, cancer is not. So let's talk about this. Let's start with NBC, New York title of an article is NYC cancer trial delivers quote, unheard of result, complete remission for everyone. This was posted June 6th, 
2022. That is two days prior to us recording this. It's incredible. A group of people, 12 individuals who were suffering from cancer, took a new drug. They took it for six months, administered every three weeks. And when they finished taking those drugs for six months, they were looked at for an additional six-month period by the people running this trial. And at the end of that time, they were all tested in various ways, all the ways you would, PET scans, MRIs, and all kinds of other ways. And in all 12 patients who were a part of this study, no cancer was found. They were all suffering from a very specific type of colorectal cancer that had a specific mutation. Uh, But my goodness, you guys, a drug cured people of cancer, or at least that's the way it seems, according to the small number of people, the small sample size that was used in this study as it currently stands. I'm going to jump over quickly to the New England Journal of Medicine just to give you some of the the cold hard facts about this, and you can read this as well. Good luck finding it by its actual title, because the title is <laughs> PD-1 Blockade in Mismatch Repair Deficient Locally Advanced Rectal Cancer. Oh, it's an important title. It's The thing <laughs> is, and I, I know we're going to get to it, but the, the reason that sounds so specific and caveated is because it, it needs to be that way. Yes, I say it is. <laughs> yeah, it very much is. Um, but this this article is... Uh, worth reading. It is widely linked. Um, you you can read the abstract. Uh, you might need to put a little more legwork into reading the full thing. Yes, there there actually is quite a bit of legwork to understand this. Um, let me just read from the abstract of this uh, in the results section, just so we all are on the same page here. A total of 12 patients have completed the treatment with this drug. It is titled Dostarlimab, D-O-S-T-A-R-L-I-M-A-B. This is a drug that was created by GlaxoSmithKline, one of the giants in the pharmaceutical industry. The patients underwent six months of follow-up after going through this treatment, and all patients, 100%, had a clinical, this is a quote, had a clinical complete response with no evidence of tumor on MRI imaging, on uh, PET, positron emission tomography, endoscopic evaluation, digital rectal examination, or biopsy. So literally zero. It's not like they just went, oh, hey, (laughs) no cancer. They looked for that cancer and they could not find it. That's huge. It also states that When this report was released, which was on June 5th, only three days prior to us recording this, uh, they say that no patients had received like chemotherapy or undergone surgery and no cases of progression or recurrence had been reported during the follow-up. That's six months. Oh, it says there's a range here of six to 25 months for some of the patients. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Six months being the... the the minimum. lower end, right? The minimum. Yeah. How did I forget the word minimum? Anyhow, <laughs> there are also more importantly, I mean, just as importantly, I would say there were no severe side effects, which means like to, to harp on that a bit, um, there are many, many drugs 
medicines and treatments for any number of human conditions that can address that root problem while creating other problems along the way. And this Mm -hmm. specific treatment doesn't seem to have that drawback. Uh, That's only one of the, one of the reasons that so many scientists and experts in their field are calling this unheard of and unprecedented. That's not hyperbole folks. This has not happened before. Yep. It's not happened before. And uh, Ben, you brought something up. This is, you know, it sounds like such a small clinical trial, 12 individual patients. There are more, correct? When we were we were looking up, some of the reporting was a bit odd. Some people were stating 18 patients. Some people were stating 12 patients. Some were saying uh, more than that, uh, including the New York Times. I believe they quoted 18 patients, but then the actual journal quotes 12 patients. What, what did we find? We found that this is an ongoing trial. So all the, like, if you look at the patients all told, then ultimately the number is supposed to hit 30 patients. I think that was the plan from the jump, but uh, I guess the results were so spectacular that they wanted to share this immediately and get the eyes of their colleagues and peers on on this because it's fascinating. And it's it's good news in a area of medicine that sorely needs good news. And to underline how big a deal this is, even with all the caveats, uh, let I think we can just throw a quick stat out everyone's way. If you look at the National Cancer Institute and you factor in all the variables, all the different types of cancer, all the different genetic factors, people's individual life decisions, environmental contamination, and so on, the ultimate lifetime risk, the ultimate chance of you getting cancer sometime in your life is about 37.58% to 42.05%. So no matter how clean you're trying to live, no matter how um, cancer-free your genetic predisposition may be, the fact of the matter is the odds are higher than you think. I know. Yeah. So that's why these kinds of revolutionary treatments, these new drugs are so important. It, it really is. And with that, we're going to take a quick break here from a sponsor and we will be right back. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, Podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we've returned. Let's let's jump more into what the drug actually does and a few more facts about this study. I'm going to jump to NDTV. They've got a quick little article here titled 10 Points on Dostarlamab, the weird drug title uh, that cured cancer patients. This, this study was conducted at the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in Manhattan, United States. Uh, that's where it actually occurred. All of those patients that we've talked about had a very specific type of cancer. We talked about that. It's uh, They also were at a specific stage of cancer. It originated in their rectum, and it had spread in some cases only to a few uh, lymphs, like lymph nodes within that section of the body, but it had not spread further into their body. So it was localized, right? The cancer that was being treated wasn't throughout the body. Um, that's, that's an important fact. Mm-hmm. This... This medicine that was given every three weeks for the period, according to the New York Times, it costs around $11,000 per dose. So think about that. What if we did find the cure for cancer, but absolutely 10 people in the world could afford it? (laughs) I mean, I mean... what yeah. I don't know how it would work if it was prescribed and how insurance would work for this drug or anything like that, but that seems like a steep price. Also, we have to remember, because this research is ongoing, the results are unprecedented, right? These scientists did look at those cancer cells and say, ha-ha, hashtag rectum, uh, but they did not. I know, I'm sorry. But <laughs> wow. I know, I know, I know. But uh, they didn't, they, they don't have confirmation that this is a lifetime elimination. You know what I mean? The difference between cure and remission. So it's possible 
Again, no one knows. It's possible that there may be a situation where that specific cancer returns and one has to undergo this treatment regimen or a similar regimen at some point in the future, maybe a decade hence or something. Uh, we, we just don't know. But still, again, sorely needed good news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorely needed, dude. Uh, just on the drug itself, this is stuff I don't understand. I'm going to, much like the scientific reporting done in places across the internet, I'm going to regurgitate some stuff that I just read that I don't fully understand and I need a you know, a scientist or someone who actually reads these things and understands these things to, to tell me what they mean. But um, this dostarlamab, according to NBC New York, it is a monoclonal antibody, which is antibodies like the ones that we have within our cells, within our working functional human bodies to fight illness. These are things uh, that go through and will, will kill the bad stuff, theoretically. That shouldn't be in our bodies. Well, this is a lab-made version of that. And they are lab-designed to fight specific things that the body finds. But also, interestingly enough, at least according to NBC New York, uh, this substance, the dostarlamab, it in a way turns on the, the immune system itself. So it's like it activates... Uh, your own antibodies that you've got going on in your body already to fight the thing that's not supposed to be in there, the cancer cells. Oh, and uh, for as someone who is also not a an authority on this in any way, I do want to point out uh, something we didn't hit on the title, I don't think. PD-1, the reason yeah. that's in, yeah. Uh, that stands for Programmed Death Receptor, which is kind of metal. For the cancer cell itself, like it jumps on and it programs death. It's like, you're going to die, cancer. It is a programmed death receptor one blocking monoclonal antibodies. So we're already in deep water for us here, Matt. But uh, I just... The, too deep. The, I, too deep. Uh, but life-saving, you know, especially considering... I, I don't know. I have a question for you regarding this. I don't want to derail us, but... Does this have substantive significance for um, potential treatments of other forms of cancer in the future? I mean, it, it certainly like seems like it, but I don't know. Don't ask me that kind of question because I can't <laughs> answer it. What I can do is send everybody over to YouTube. Check out, and I apologize, sir, if I'm not pronouncing this correctly, Vinay Prasad, who's a doctor. Uh, he has, he's got a great video series where he breaks down scientific studies, clinical trials, uh, papers that come out like this that are gobbledygook in many ways to me. He does a great job of breaking this kind of stuff down. And you, uh, I would just recommend him in particular, but there are also a lot of other YouTube channels and you know, social media sites that can help you understand this better uh, as uh, Dr. Prasad did me. Um, when I say that, I still don't understand it. So maybe you didn't do the perfect job in name, but, <laughs> but, but you at least help, man. Thank you for helping. <laughs> and uh, thank you for all of the fantastic work i mean explaining explaining the nuts and bolts of this is no mean feat it's not easy to do 
Uh, and I, I, I saw that video as well, Matt. And I gotta, yeah. I gotta say, uh, I don't think, I don't think it's on that YouTuber. At least in my case, it's on me for not fully understanding. <laughs> oh no, no, for sure, it's on, it's on me. <laughs> Come on, yeah. I look, I passed all the necessary exams to get a college degree. That doesn't mean I understand anything. And also, it was is an arts degree, whatever. Uh, woohoo! So, hey, let's hear it for a 100% response rate in 12 individuals. Amazing. That sounds awesome. There's hopefully something there. Don't get your hopes up yet because it is only 12 people. Uh, but GlaxoSmithKline is definitely, you know, giving itself a little slow clap. Like, man, we did a really great job buying that Tesoro company that uh, that designed this drug a little while back. <laughs> and also, you know, from close up, these sorts of breakthroughs can look like they might be smaller than they are, right? Uh, cancer is a killer, and there are many people uh, listening, many of our fellow listeners today have battled cancer themselves, are battling some form of cancer, have survived some form of cancer, or almost doubtlessly have a loved one who has been in one of those situations. Uh, so we don't know how this will work out, but it is quite possible that this will lead to more improvements already, even in just that sphere. You know, here's hoping that all eventually 30 strong members of this trial will find themselves free of cancer at the conclusion. And just to throw some more good news out there, uh, I was looking at some stats earlier before we recorded, and I didn't know this, Matt, but according to the American Cancer Society, the risk of dying from cancer in the U.S. has actually decreased over the past 28 years. So people are fighting the good fight. Yes, awesome, indeed. Ben, last thing, uh, you may see this drug if you ever encounter it in your life, if you're being treated for cancer or anyone ever offers it to you. You may see the drug titled as Gemparli, J-E-M-P-A-R-L-I. That is the, the brand name of the substance that was created by Tesoro. Uh, it's a Massachusetts company that was acquired by GlaxoSmithKline a couple of years back in 2019. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm just laughing because I originally misread it as Jumanji, and I yep. thought there's no no way they can get away <laughs> with that. <laughs> They're just releasing a whole bunch of animals into your body. Uh, mm. That's what it is. There, yeah, there are tiny, tiny little animals that just get released and they just attack the bad thing. It's perfect. So awesome, though. Sincerely, mm -hmm. it, it's one of my favorite things about the human species is that people are so intelligent and working around the clock to help other people. And we'll leave it. We'll just stop there. That was a good thought, Ben. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, man, I so badly wanted to talk about GlaxoSmithKline and how much they spend on lobbying and the pharmacy, oh, pharmaceutical no, industry. Should. And like, it's bad, man. And they're uh, not the same as the scientists. There, there are no huge problems with, uh, with any for-profit pharmaceutical entity. I almost feel, you know what? I, I almost feel like you and I looked at each other just for a second in silence on this call and thought, Maybe we'll give him a pass today. <laughs> That's exactly what was I, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to say, yep, yep, good people, helping people. That's good. That's a happy the thing. The scientists are great. The scientists are great. 
But in the end, it's a company that spends, my God, if you go to opensecrets.org, that was just perusing there. I tend to do that sometimes. If you look up GlaxoSmithKline, it's got from the year 2022 to, oh, wow, going back to 1998, all the money that they have reported, like officially reported, that they spend on lobbying. And just this year so far, they're paying Venable LLP, Fagri, uh, Drinker et al., W Strategies, Thorn Run Partners, Sims Strategies, JST Strategies, East End Group, Capital Council, BGR Group, Alpine Group. We're talking 50 grand, 60 grand. I mean, just every time all those people I mentioned just boop, 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 boop. Uh, okay, we're not going to give them. Yeah, we're not going to give them a pass. Let's also mention that uh, GSK GlaxoSmithKline had to pay a fine of three billion dollars to the U.S. government for illegally promoting Paxil to treat depression in children. Let's see. What, uh, they also had to plead uh. guilty in um, into counts of introducing other misbranded drugs like Wellbutrin. Their hands aren't clean, is what we're saying. No, none of the pharmaceutical giants are, and it's the nature of what they do. And we're trying to be nice right now. (laughs) This is us being nice. Uh, So, uh, 12 people, good for you. Awesome. Like, seriously, congratulations. Hopefully 30. 30. We'll keep our fingers crossed uh, for the rest of y'all. Hopefully it becomes... A drug that doesn't cost $11,000 per pop. Mm, Hopefully you don't die for the crime of being poor, Um, which is, you know, I would say if you look at it in the big picture, that is one of the leading causes of death in the U.S. and arguably abroad. But there, I think we leave it for now. Folks, we cannot wait to hear your thoughts. Is humanity on the precipice of finally making uh, terminal cancer a thing of the past. Uh, How do you see this playing out? Do you think that it will end up being a treatment reserved for the rich? Do you think there are more variables ahead? What do you wish more people in general knew about the big C? And then also tell us what you think about drones with tasers attached, operating wirelessly, in your school or in your children's school. Are you for it? Are you against it? We want to hear your thoughts. Also, what's your take on bees being fish? I think that's just really interesting to both of us. Uh, (laughs) We can't wait to hear from you. Uh, Give us a shout over on the internet where we're easy to find, Facebook, YouTube. And by the way, yes, we do check out all of those social media platforms. I want to give a special thank you in specific to our fellow conspiracy realist, Justin Richards, who it turned out, uh, I think, also po- uh, also talked about the taser drone plans on our Facebook page. Here's where it gets crazy. And um, big, big thanks to everybody who reached out to us uh, regarding the sweepstakes for the book. Congratulations, intrepid conspiracy realist. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, for everybody else who's saying, I want a copy of the book. Well, if you would like for us all to continue this crazy endeavor together, then one of the best ways you can help us now, if you're able, is to go pre-order the book at stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com. That's the spiel. 
I just have to do it every time I see that Honda Odyssey slowly pulling up past past my street as we record. Uh, but let's say you don't you don't like sipping the social meats. You heard our episodes and you said, nah. I, I, I get it. Big data. If it's free, that means you're the product. Uh, geez, I can't get on the internet anymore, but I have a story to tell you. Matt, pray tell. Hmm? How can people get in touch with us then? Well, just hop on the old Mayflower, which is not the one you think. It's an automated ship, and it's recently sailed across the seas to Canada because I had to make a weird extra trip. But I was just thinking about that because we're talking about drones well, that fly through the air with tasers. What if there are ships that are automated drones that run on AI and they're just floating around, except they've got cannons? Oh, boy. Anyway, call us. <laughs> Our number is one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Tell us about all the things that we've been saying in this episode. Give us your thoughts, please, please, please. We're making our way through. We've still got a ways to go, but uh, we want to hear from you regardless. We will hear from you when you call in. Give yourself a cool name, whatever you want it to be. It doesn't matter. Please, within the message, let us know if we can use your name and message on the air. And remember that you only have three minutes when you call in. It cuts you off after three minutes. So if you've got more to say that can fit in that time frame, why not instead send us a good old-fashioned email? We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. 
Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. 